Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks, welcome back to Wednesday night. Uh, I know we played uh, a classic last week, but uh, we're back uh, going on the 7th of July. I trust you had a good 4th of July. We're still uh, celebrating independence as a nation, but we have interdependence on, on Jesus Christ, you know? Hey, listen, I, we, we had a prayer meeting here at noon or, uh, in Danville world. And you know, one of the pastors there, Pastor Doug, he, he really came back and he began to say, Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? That would be my question tonight. Are you ready? He's coming back soon. You know, uh, it, it's important that, that we have a position of where we can receive from God. How many of you know that? I, I remember a positions. You know, I, I played sports, uh, basketball for a long time, and then I also, now I still play softball, you know, and I, I don't, I, I play catcher now because I've gotten a little older and there's a lot of younger guys can run faster than me, but, but I played outfield for years. And it was always uh, uh, important to be in the right position because when the ball was hit anywhere near you, you gotta be there where you can catch it. Well, how many of you know in, in, our, in our Christianity, God has already provided everything. Jesus paid, when he said it is finished, he paid everything that we'd ever need for us. He, he redeemed us, he, uh, he, erect, he reconciled us with God, he gave us everything we would need. It's all become, when we accepted Christ, everything we need is here. We just did a, uh, our small group just did a series, started our series this, today back, and it's, you've already got it by Andrew Walmack. And I would, I would encourage you to go get on uh, YouTube or somewhere and pick up that. It's a long series, but boy, does it, it opens your eyes about a lot of things. So we don't have to beg God for anything. How many of you know that? We don't have to beg him for anything. He's already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness in Christ Jesus. So it's important that we know that, but we have to be in position to receive. Amen? Amen. For position for increase. Tonight's title is position to receive from God or position to, uh, for increase, which is important. Over in Ephesians chapter one, verse three, it says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Spiritual blessings refers to divine privilege and resources available to us now. That's now, when we accepted Christ. How many of you know, I, I mentioned this this morning in our, in our care group, small group. When I bowed my knee and, and I accepted Christ's salvation in a hotel room, it's been, oh, 1976, I would assume back, that's quite a long time ago, 45 years ago. When I did that, he'd already paid for it. He was just waiting for me to receive it. And so it's important that everything that he had provided for, everything he died for, everything he was persecuted for, everything that he bled and, and died for, everything that he took the stripes on his back for my healing, everything that I would ever need had been placed in me. The old man had died and new, new Mike Mack had come alive. You know, I tell people that, I mentioned that this morning. I said, you know, people would see me after 
the guys I ran around with, maybe partied with, maybe did things with uh, for years, for quite a few years, and then I got saved, and they'd meet me sometime later. Maybe I'd be doing a funeral, and, and they'd say, uh, Pastor Mike Mack or Reverend Mike Mack is going to do the funeral, and they said, I can't believe it's you. I said, haven't you heard? That old man has died. <laughs> this is the new man. Listen, you, you have to know what Christ has done for you. The old person has died. When the devil begins to tempt you with what you used to do, say, hey, that person's dead. This is the new live version of what God has done. Amen? But it says spiritual blessings and privileges and resources available now. That is chosen, adopted, forgiven. In 1 Corinthians 12, uses the same Greek word for spiritual in referring to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Are the blessings included? How many of you know he didn't withholding anything from us? In that, in that series we're doing, our, you've already got it, uh, Andrew talks about we don't have to beg God for anything. He's already given everything to us. Amen? He, you know, he sees, he sees the world through Jesus, his sacrifice for the whole world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen? He loved this whole world that he, through Christ, everyone in the world has positionally been born or are saved, but not everybody is born again. You understand? You have to receive it for ourselves. That means you must be in a position to receive. Over in Matthew, it says this, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good gifts, good things to those who ask him? You know, we use that same uh, scripture uh, and receiving the Holy Spirit. How much more has God given us the Holy Spirit? Hey, listen, he's out to give good gifts. He's already provided them for us. It's important that we know that. If we don't understand what's in us, what he's done for us and in us, we can't walk in the authority he's given us and we won't be effective. I talked about this morning a little bit, we were talking about, uh, about, about people will say, oh, they've got a call on their life. Listen to me, every one of us have a call on our life. Everyone, say that to yourself. I'm called by God to perform all that he said I could do. And I'm anointed. How many of you know we're anointed to do what he said we could do? If, if we're born again, we've had the anointing of God living on the inside of us. So we shouldn't go around begging God to anoint me and do this and that and the other. No, he's already given us that. The, the, everything that pertains to salvation, so we just begin to walk it out. You begin to tell yourself who you are in Christ. I understand. You understand, too. We can't do anything without him. Anything doesn't matter. Everything we do without him is going to burn anyway. But we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. <laughs> Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Somebody needs to hear that tonight. Greater is he that's in you. That means the greater one lives in you. That means the devil has no authority over you except if you give it to him. So you, you can speak to him and say, get out of my life. Greater is he, Christ in me, amen? Over in Ephesians 3.20, we used this scripture this morning, but I, I was just had it down to use to, in this message this evening. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all we ask or think. You know, whatever you can think he can do for you, whatever you, uh, 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 whatever thought or ask that you, he can do for you, do you know he can do even more? But it, how is it according to the power that works in 
us. Say, I have power. Say, I have the power of the Holy Ghost living on the inside of me. We need to, we need to have a new identity. How many of them? We need to renew ourselves on a regular basis of who we are in Christ. When Paul said, you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind, it was meaning the continual renewing of our mind. Not just one time we heard a word or we went to church one time. We have to continually do that because God is willing and has already paid the price for all the blessings he would give us. In fact, Proverbs 10.22 says, God's blessings make us rich and he adds no sorrow to it. Nothing we can do can improve on what God has already done for us. We don't have to beg him to, to give us something he's already provided for us. Amen? Blessings happen to be, because we place ourselves in a position to receive what God has already provided. Put ourselves in that position. How many of you know it's important to position ourselves with a position of expectation? It's important to, to be obedient to what the scripture says. When we're obedient to what the scriptures say that we should do, we have placed ourselves in a position to receive all the blessings that God has for us. When we don't, he won't. You know, one of the things he says, now, he says, for, don't forsake the assembling together of yourselves as that day approaches. What day, as I just mentioned, Jesus is coming again, and probably sooner than we even know or think. And position yourself. Don't forsake yourself of being in church. If you can't be here, we understand you have a physical ailment or something going on. But if you can be in the, in, in the, with the body of Christ, that's a position, my friends. That's putting yourself in the position that God says, don't forsake that. Don't, don't give up on that. Then, then how about in a, a position of uh, expectation? Expectation. How many of you know we need to have an expectation that God will do all he said we will, he would do? We don't have to go say, God, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? No, he said, I've already done it. Now I expect to receive all that's there. And over in Acts chapter 3, I'm going to turn to that. You know this story. Acts chapter 3, it's the story of Peter and John. And they go to the, the, uh, up to the lame man. And, and, and they said, now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. How I many of you know every day they went to prayer? <laughs> every day they were praying. That's what we should be doing. That's another position place that we need to be. Is be a, my, we should always be praying. Men ought always to pray and faint not. We've talked about that in our prayer series. But it goes on to say, And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Now he was there uh, all those years. What was he doing? He was waiting for somebody to come by. We see him on the street corners all the time now with a sign up. Hungry, help, God bless you. Oh, hungry, help, God bless you. A lot of those people were able to work. They could go right up the street and find a job, but a lot of them are begging that are really in, in need. And this man was crippled, and he was laying there in need. And then Peter and John came along, whom seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. In other words, I'm asking, I'm going to ask for the alms. And fixing his eyes on him with Peter, or with John, Peter said, look at us. Well, Right now, this man has, has, has a, a, a decision to make because he says, so he, he gave his attention expecting to receive from something from them. But then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. 
Well, you say, well, he was expecting money. But you know what? When they said that, he was still expecting. He had a decision to make. You need to expect what God has said in his word is real and is for you tonight, today, you know, at all times. Whatever he said, that's why we talk about we're a word of faith. Get in the word of God. Find out what his promises and his benefits and blessings are. Then you can begin to stand on them. Amen? What's that mean? You don't give up because the devil says, oh, he, God's not going to do that for you. No, he already said in his word, let God be true, the scripture says, and every man a liar. In other words, if you don't agree with what God, you're a liar. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there today that are liars. Well, I don't want to be a liar, so I'm going to have to find out really what did God say? If he says I'm blessed, with all spiritual blessings, I must be. And I expect to walk in those blessings. If he says I'm anointed, <laughs> then I must be, amen? This is where we, where we uh, lose it a lot of times because people get born again, spiritually born again, but they live in their old fleshly uh, uh, life. They, they never transform themselves into what God wants them to be. And that's where we need to be. With this man, he was crippled, he was a beggar. And, and he had his spot. He was there all the time. He was there expecting something. Now, he probably didn't get uh, too much all the time, but somebody came along through a little, uh, whatever they had in those days, a denarii or whatever it was in, in his pot. And he was begging to eat, to live. But here comes Peter and John. They got something far greater than just a little money. Listen, what's the old saying? It's, it's one thing to give a person a fish, but it's, it's a better thing to teach them how to fish because if you teach them how to fish, they can eat and live on. But when they said, we have nothing, don't have any money, the beggar could have turned away, couldn't he? He could have said, well, I ain't, you haven't got anything I want. If you don't have any money, you're not helping me. Be like today, isn't it? Well, they, you know, the people call the church all the time. And, and they don't go to church. They don't want nothing to do with God, but they want you to pay their power bill. We've had calls that over the years, all the time. Well, I, I'm, I'm stranded over here in a, and I need money for a hotel. You know, I did that one time, I, a couple times actually. And I, if I feel the leading of the Lord, I'll go do that in the name of Jesus. But otherwise, they're just, they're not wanting nothing to do with God. They just looking to survive. Well, this is that beggar, but he had a choice to make. And he chose to maintain a position of expectancy. When they said, look on us, he took that position, didn't he? Because it says right then, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. Amen. I, I want to go on and say what he did. So then he leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. You know what? We ought to get excited when somebody gets healed, when somebody gets saved, when somebody gets delivered. Amen? Amen. We ought to be expecting that. And they saw, the people saw him and walking and praising God, and they knew that he had, was a, had set begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement. Isn't that, you know, uh, the, the marvelettes and the wonders uh, always wondering, how'd that happen? And they want to always try to deny it, but they couldn't deny it. This man had been there all those years, but he was in a position to receive from God. Are you in a position to receive tonight? Are you, are you expecting God to do what he said he would do? Peter and John obviously did, because they said, look on us, such as we have, we give unto you. 
in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. That's important. It's really important. That's a, all the provisions that God has for us, we need to expect it in Jesus' name. Amen? He's our provider. He's our baptizer in the Holy Spirit. He's our deliverer. He's our healer. He's everything he said. And what he wants us to do is get into a position to receive from him. Amen? Amen. Now, over in Luke chapter uh, 5, I just want to read a little bit of this. Luke chapter 5. And then we'll probably continue this next week, too, because I got a lot more notes here. But in Luke chapter 5, verse uh, 36, it says, Jesus said to this, uh, where am I at? That's six. Let's go back to five. There's 36. He spoke a parable to them. No one puts a piece from an, a new garment on an old one. Otherwise, the new maker uh, makes a tear, and also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. And no one puts new wine in old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled, and the wineskins will be ruined. But the new wine must be put in new wineskins, and both are preserved. And no one, having drunk old wine, immediately desires new, for he says, the old is better. Now, the note down here says, Jesus sadly describes people who are satisfied with the old legalistic system and who are reluctant to accept the gospel. In other words, they want, to, they, they want their old way. That's the way these Pharisees were. They were rigid and unflexible unflexible. Why? Because God had told them, hey, Jesus had told them, you can't put new wine in old wineskins. Basically, it says this. Here's what the note says. Understand that yesterday's structures and forms are often incapable of handling today's dynamic, uh, dynamic of spiritual renewal. Can't be defensive of the old traditions that we reject the new. They, uh, they preferred, these guys preferred the old ways always we we don't want to give up our traditions you know a lot of times today in churches all of us have traditions we know that we all have traditions but we can't allow it to interfere with the word of god the truth of god and what he expects uh, us to receive amen amen god's character never changes but his ways and methods are every ever fresh and new and unpredictable sometimes unpredictable Jesus did, you know, a lot of the miracles he did, he did things that we wouldn't expect, you know. He, he put mud pies in a guy's eyes, and he put his fingers in people's ears, and he did, a, he did a, a various things. In fact, there are probably a lot more that we, we don't even have a clue of what he did because of, of how he did it, but the whole idea was is to bring healing and deliverance to people. So God is a God of freshness, not stale manna. How many of you don't want to be stale? You've got to continue in the Word. You've got to continue in the things of the Spirit in order you'll get stale. And, it, and, and the other thing is when you don't uh, renew your mind, when you don't uh, stay prayed up and, and filled with the Spirit, the enemy can come and steal what, what you already have. That's what's happened to a lot of people. Why do, why do people run from here to here to here trying to fill something up when all they have to do is get in the presence of God and begin to allow him to fill them up? Each one of us have to do that. This is not, this is not a one-time one uh, satisfies all. This is a journey we're all on. I don't know about you, but I don't want to run my race and get to the end and fall off and say, oh, I'm done. 
No, I want to fulfill it. I want to be able to get to heaven and, and know that I've done what God's called me to do. Amen? Amen. You might have made all kinds of mistakes in your life or all kinds of sins or all kinds of things, but you know, if you renew your mind, if you begin to ask God to help you to do what he's called you to do, he'll wipe out all that other stuff and he'll, he'll, you'll just be remembered for the things you did for him in your last days, whatever that may be. Amen? Amen. He wants to uh, uh, new and different things in your life. But it's up to you. Are you in a position to receive all he has to be? I did a message one time. Uh, actually, it was from Jerry Seville, and I, I might do it again sometime. It was called, If It Is To Be, It's Up To Me. <laughs> it's up to me. It's up to you. Because God's already did what he said he would do. Amen? When he sent Jesus Christ. So it's important to know that. Are you? Are, is your wineskin flexible? Is it new? Is it enough to let God move in a new and exciting way? Flexible enough to allow the expand your understanding of him. Flexible enough to allow God to do a, a new work in and through you. Wow. Now that's a place, a position of expectancy. To receive from God, you must be in a position to be stretched, challenged in a place that's uncomfortable sometimes to us. Amen? Amen. But we always find it, it's satisfying. It's rewarding. That's, that's the whole point. Change is the kingdom's way. How many of you know that? Change is the kingdom's way. Not always comfortable, but always profitable. That's, that's what we believe. He wants to bless you and me. How many of you know that? He wants to bless you and me. But we have to be in a position for that. We have to be in a position that, that we can receive what he has for us. A lot of people in the churches today are, are begging God to do something that he's already done. We don't have to do that. We have to agree with what he's already done. We have to change how we pray many times. We have to begin to thank him for what he's already provided for us. In 2 Kings, <clears throat> 2 Kings you know this story. There's uh, chapter 2, and I, we're just running about out of time tonight. But uh, in 2 Kings chapter 2, and I'll find that in a second, it's, it's the story of Elisha and Elijah. And you know, a lot of you know that story. But Elisha was a servant of Elijah, and he served him for a number of years. You know, that probably wasn't a very uh, easy position to be in because he did everything for him. Elijah was the prophet. And in, in chapter 2, it says this. Then Elisha, Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, please. For, and this is when Elijah was going to ascend to heaven. For the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said... As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Then in chapter, verse 4, it says, Then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has sent me on to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went on to Jericho. Then, the, then Elijah said in verse 6, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me, sent me on to Jordan. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Now, it goes on to say, down in verse 8, Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water, and it was divided this way and that, so that the two of them crossed over the dry ground. And so it was that when he had, done, had crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I may do for you before... I am taken away from you. And Elisha said, 
please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. He said, and Elijah said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you ask me when I am taken away from you, it shall be done for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Now, we, it goes on to say that Elisha was with Elijah when he was taken up and his mantle fell upon him and he had the double portion of his anointing. The point being is Elisha stayed in a position to receive from the prophet and from God. If we want to receive from God, we have to be in a position to receive. We can't run to and throw. We can't stay at home when we could be helping out and, and being in church and being a blessing to somebody else. How many of you know the anointing is for somebody else? I'm blessed to be a blessing. We've said that, got it up on my banner up here in my office, you know that. Blessed to be a blessing. I like to say I'm blessed and I am a blessing. Amen? You are too. Give, give away what God has given to you. You know, when you give it away, he'll, return, he'll resupply you. He'll resupply you. When you give an anointing away, when you give your life away, he'll provide you with more of everything you need. Amen? Amen. So we have to know to be in a position of, of a position to receive all that he has for us. The person God honors today is a person who will not be put off with anything less than what God has for them. I'm gonna conclude that tonight as we have only got five minutes left, my director is telling me, he's back in full force now. And uh, Mr. Matt, you know Matt, and uh, we thank a lot of Matt, and he's the best man. Uh, uh, but I'm gonna pray before I get off here, but listen to me. Begin to search out scriptures of who I am and who you are in Christ. There's a little book that Brother Hagin wrote years ago, it's called In Him, Who We Are in Christ. When you begin to discover who you are in Christ, you're positioning yourself to be all that God wants you to be. And that's what we need in the body of Christ today. We don't need wonders. We need, <laughs> and marvelettes, we need people that said, hey, this is what God has done and will do for you. Amen? Amen. So, Father, we thank you for this night. We thank you, Lord, that you've called us out of darkness into the light of your dear Son, whom we honor and give praise to because he's provided everything we'd ever need in this life and the life to come. We thank you that all spiritual blessings are ours because he said it was. He's blessed us with all spiritual blessings. We're called, anointed to go out and do the work that you've called us to do. I thank you for everyone that's sound of my voice tonight. We'll get a little fire stirring in them to begin to seek, the, seek out the, the, the scriptures and see what it says about them and then begin to walk in it. As they say, two-thirds of God's name is go. So we go and step out in, in faith, believing that you will do all that you said you would do with a great expectancy, knowing that you're still for us, never leave us or forsake us, and you're still doing a mighty work in the earth today. And we give you the praise for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Good to be with you tonight. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.